Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. Brothers. And sisters. Tree Hill Wrestling Federation here once again for episode 36, season 2, episode 14 of both shows, which is One Tree Hill and the WWF. We are here to do what? Amalgamate Fuck. One Tree Hill in the wonderful world of world wrestling federtainment. And federtainment. This, yeah, and I mentioned that on the last one. It's going to be federtainment because it's federation, it's entertainment, it's federtainment. Not Kevin Federline, but federtainment. The quiet <laughs> rings. Here's something funny about Kevin Federline. Mm-hmm. Okay. He makes an appearance in the show. Did you know that? Oh, my God, brother. <laughs> okay, so Kevin Fairline makes an appearance in One Tree Hill? Yeah. Amalgamate, brother. Kevin Fairline had a match on Monday Night Raw with John Cena. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. K-Fed versus John Cena. Yeah. So he's been on both shows. <laughs> Kevin Fairline, wherever That's you are really right now. It's funny that you in, mentioned that. In some fucking weird rock or hole that you're living in now because you're not with Britney Spears anymore. Wherever you may be, prayers up for Kevin Federline for being on both of these fucking shows. Now, obviously, he's not in the arc that we're watching. It's years later, but still, he appears oh. He appears on Monday Night Raw and he appears on One Tree Hill. That's the thing. You're actually going to see him on One Tree Hill while yeah. we're doing this podcast. We should probably watch the one random. Actually, I think Federline was there for a few episodes, but he did have a match with John Cena. I can remember that. The quiet rings that no one ever knows for world wrestling Kevin Federline entertainment. <laughs> yes, we are One Tree Hill and World Wrestling Federation amalgamators. That's what we do. We amalgamate. We are the only podcast and the only podcast in the history of the world, universe, galaxy, you name it, stratosphere, ionosphere, whatever you want to call it. We're the only podcast that does this shit. Probably for a good reason, because no one else could do it as good as us. You forgot to turn your phone off vibrate, bro. damn it, bro. (laughs) Pre-show mess up and that was supposed you to do. and not me that was me i know that's a terrible terrible thing to do and i'm gonna have to turn that on fucking silent right quick that was that was my phone telling me that david montgomery got three touchdowns on oh, thursday night football cares? everyone dude travis kelsey's dating fucking taylor swift bro oh my god i know it's all over it's the social talk media of the town and I honestly don't say you don't care don't everyone cares okay? i don't everyone will care. i legit don't well you could say you don't, don't but you could say you don't but we're talking about it on the podcast brother i don't care about taylor swift 
I don't really care about Taylor Swift either, but I think it's hilarious she's straight dating uh, Travis Kelsey. So, anyways, let's move on. More eyes on football, the better. No. At treehillwfpod.podcast. You're fucking up I tonight. I forgot the dot, but I remembered the dot. Just in time, at treehillwf.podcast on TikTok and Instagram, where we, I will be sharing many memes about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. <laughs> and I shared the last meme. Yes, you did, and it was a damn good one, too, because you're fucking grandpa definitely does look like gorilla monsoon and that's a big reason why i wanted to marry you because i knew one day you'd be making memes about gorilla monsoon you can also listen to us on all streaming services including spotify apple podcast google podcast and iHeartRadio. apparently spotify is late to the game because they didn't release our episode until a day late this past week yeah, it was Spotify's fault, too. It wasn't RSS. Fucking Spotify. Get your shit together. Rude. Terrible. But either way, you can catch us on all those streaming services and get us on the TikToks and Instagrams as well. It is officially the post King of the Ring Monday Night Raw, and it is June 9th, 1997, emanating from Hartford, Connecticut. Very close to Triple H's hometown, or at least working hometown of Greenwich, Connecticut. That's also where Vince McMahon is from, Greenwich, Connecticut. Interesting. Rich part of town. That's where they're from, dude, with their wrestling tutors when they're three years old. <laughs> now, coming out of the King of the Ring, obviously, we talked about this on the last episode, the biggest thing right now is the feud possibly that could be happening between Thonginator, Ahmed Johnson, and The Undertaker. The underwear Thonginator-Taker feud could be happening. Holy fuck, dude. (laughs) Because Undertaker is allowing Paul Bear to be his master, and Ahmed is not having it at all and says that you should just tell people what this fucking secret is and get over it. But Undertaker does not want to, so he ate a PRP at the KOTR for his troubles. How do you feel about all this, honestly? How do you feel about Ahmed going after Undertaker? I mean, you know, he I he's warranted after eating a choke slam a week ago from The Undertaker. I feel like... He's trying to be the good guy in this situation and be like, look, man, like whatever it is, it can't be that bad. Like just this guy is a piece of shit and he's trying to hold this over you. And honestly, like just just let it go, man. Like he's trying to reason with him. Yeah. And Undertaker is so conflicted in whatever is the secret is that he's just getting frustrated that everyone is trying to tell him to just spill it. Because it's not just Ahmed that's telling him. Oh, yeah, no. He's he's the most vocal one out of everybody to to do this. But mm. everyone else, I'm sure, wants him to do it as well. To be free from Paul Bear after all this bullshit. But we open Monday Night Raw right away. Fuck cold open. We get fucking Ahmed re-teaming up with his WrestleMania 13 partners. Spiky Dino Bros. The Legion of Thonginators here up against... Nation fuckers. Where's my oh, drumstick? Oh, shit. We are the nation, a domination. Nation, a domination. 
I do not condone this behavior. I guess I really can't do the nation rap because JC Eisen and Wolfie D aren't even with the nation Good. anymore. They're not even in the company anymore. Good. They're gone. Dude. Fired motherfuckers. Oh yeah, and fired from the nation. That seems like that could be a things a sign of things to come later in the episode. Nation of Domination. We are the nation live in a color. Don't diss the matter. Bon Russian Mother. Listen, what I'm saying is for real. I'm not playing Farouk because the man has your knees and start praying. Okay. And you just hurt yourself, and that's what you get, I did brother. Not hurt myself. That's what you get when you let the drumstick win. Whoa. Uh, Crush, Savio, and Farouk actually have to man up, grow some balls, and fight Ahmed and the Legion of Doom here in a six man tag. Farouk, basically in the entire match, gets absolutely dominated and destroyed <laughs> and crush and savvy are too busy fucking arguing on the apron for most of the match and there's even a hilarious sandwich spot where farouk is uh with savio and crush on the outside and they're all just kind of like arguing together and then crush and savio move out of the way and both the legion of doom members just sandwich farouk in the middle <laughs> Well, it was funny, too, because whatever the fucking one soup motherfucker, he was distracting Clarence Mason, the yeah. two fucking idiots. Yeah. So then fucking Farouk is like trying to tag someone in and they're not paying attention. They're not even fucking paying attention. And it's like, ha ha, sucker. Yeah. So suck. fucking suck dick. Farouk gets crushed and he takes a hard l here like he gets his ass kicked literally the entire match <laughs> and then not only that uh we get the prp and the one two three i'm gonna guess the one two three over farouk in this match and then fucking savio and crush abandon fucking they farouk just walk off they like up. bye bitch what the fuck <laughs> legit they, they were me being like bye bitch yeah they're leaving farouk high and dry <laughs> uh, against three fucking killers in that <laughs> ring how do you think farouk's gonna react to this Oh, God. Not very well. You're fired. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's coming, dude. It's coming. PRP, one, two, three, big win for that team of LOD. And Ahmed, we got a new crown for Triple H that he won the previous night at King of the Ring. Maybe a jewel-encrusted jewel crown. Encrusted crown. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. A jewel encrusted crown, that is. And Trips has got a fucking promo here tonight with China. 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 People think I don't like China. I love China. China. China is the new China, by the way. China. 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 I deal with China. 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 Big league. China. So don't tell me about China. I know China. China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China. China, China. And China is the new China, by the way, because China fucking talks. That was not Kay. So. She has a voice. I expected, just based on, you know, her size and stature, that she'd be a little more gruff sounding. Yeah, a little more rough little and more, tough, uh, maybe. I don't know. Not. The way she sounded. But no, mankind. Yeah, that was yeah. not what yeah. I was expecting. And <laughs> honestly, I'm making a meme about that because Please that do. is like, I legit was shocked. You know that like the, 
face. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my face. <laughs> well, Trips takes this opportunity to fucking shoot right on Vince McMahon about how he should have won King of the Ring '96, but because of Vince's politics. He didn't get that win, but now a year later, he does get that win. And as we talked about before, the Madison Star Garden incident. Thank you for using an S shape. He was denied. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Good one, brother. Uh, He was denied the King of the Ring 96 tournament champion in Jewel Encrusted Crown because he was a part of that MSG incident with Razor Ramon, Kevin Nash, and Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels, world champion, obviously not going to get punished. Hall and Nash are out of the company. So who gets to eat shit for the next year? Triple H. Yep. So a year later now, after Stone Cold won King of the Ring 96... 97 belongs to Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And obviously Vince does not like being called out on live TV about his politics. But I mean, we get, would like but that. we get, we get a knock, 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 Hunter, knock, knock. Oh my God. He wants a fucking rematch. Who wants a fucking rematch? Mankind wants a rematch because he got dummied by that jewel encrusted crown the night before. There's a new crown tonight without an old WWF logo on it, but it is still jewel encrusted or at least spray painted and glittered. And China talks, dude. I know. And that was China not expected. tells mankind if he wants some to come down to the ring and kiss her ass. And luckily for her, mankind, he says, China, you're in luck because I'm a good kisser. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think Bankai would be a good kisser, honestly. Probably has very soft lips. I don't know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, babyface mankind coming down to the ring and facing off with Hunter Hearst Helmsley and gets dummied by the jewel encrusted crown again so Triple H doesn't have to wear this fucking crown and breaks another one. But then after they leave, Mick puts it on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just loving mankind Mick Foley every single week here because he keeps coming up with great shit. Every single time out. And this is the trajectory that Mick's going to be taken from now on is that where he's going to be a fan favorite. People are going to start loving his shit. And I'm for it, dude. Like, we've had the deranged mankind that lives in a boiler room and screams and pulls his hair out. But now we have this sweeter, softer, formerly abused, good-looking, smart, intelligent mankind. he's not that good-looking. He used to be, though his high school picture i was like mm, yeah Dude. okay damn now maybe he's not as good a looking as sunny who's in a Roz war t-shirt okay sh- but sh- <laughs> shilling a Roz war t-shirt for 25 dollars with six dollars shipping and handling seems like the women on the show they can't really get out there unless they're either a a valet or a manager for a male wrestler or b just to kind of hawk merchandise or get their tits out uh there's not really any women wrestling to speak of uh not for a little bit anyways eventually we'll get there but for now they're kind of just eye candy unfortunately so when would have velvet wrestled oh that's like we're talking like mid 80s in wwf or like 1986 
87-ish. She was at WrestleMania 2 in 1986. Interesting. So, yeah, she's fought Fabulous Moolah, Lalani Kai, um, Rock and Robin, you name it. Velvet's worked pretty much all of them in that era. And she was very successful as well. I remember some of her stories when we used to go out for her smoke breaks. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would kill her going out a smoke break with Velvet McIntyre, dude. Yeah. We'd go stand. um, There was like little benches at the front of the hotel by the vending machines right outside the front doors. And we'd go sit out there and she'd tell stories about how she fucking her finish was the cross body off the top rope. How fucking cool was that? And she were, if she was barefoot in the ring, she didn't wear any mm-hmm. boots or shoes in the ring. Yep. For the listeners who don't know, Aaron's fucking famous because she used to work with Velvet McIntyre, former WrestleMania participant in the World Wrestling Federation. Also a former WrestleMania participant, Gold Dust mm-hmm. gets his European title match Against the British Bulldog. Golden Chicken McNuggie. Against Tassel Boots. <laughs> oh, my god! Now, you're fighting with Tassel Boots. So, so do you actually want Golden Chicken McNugget here to win this European title? I mean, it's not necessarily that I want him to win it from Tassel Boots. Mm-hmm. I want him to win it from the Heart Foundation. Sure. I want him to... Because all it is is they have all the gold. Fuck off. Not as much now. Not as much. And honestly... I'd love to see them like I'd love to see Bret Hart lose having the European title under his name. Right. Yeah. No longer associated with the Hart Foundation. Yeah. Yes. We also find out that Diana Smith, uh, British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith's wife, was officially named Mrs. Calgary the night before. <laughs> uh, same night as the King of the Ring. So you'll mm-hmm. see Diana maybe a little bit going forward. Mm. Uh, Goldie, he gets the three count, but unfortunately Bulldog's foot is on the rope. So they do a little bit of a dusty finish and it ends up in a fucking double count out. Fucking boo. What the hell, man? I hate fuck finishes like this. Like a disqualification finish, whatever happens all the time, but a double fucking count out. I can't stand that. It's like half the time they don't even count when they're on the outside. Then they certain times they choose to count and other times they fast count just to get the count out win because that's the way it's booked. But after that double count out non-finish Marlena fucking gold titties herself slaps the shit. Oh, she went nuts. Oh my goodness. Fucking Marlena hauls off and fucking decks bully here but then she gets back in the ring trying to protect her husband fucking dustin runnels and bulldog pulls a chair and he's looking like he's about to fucking nail marlena with a goddamn steel chair yeah that was that was a little wild but who comes in to save the day fucking four leaf clover himself <laughs> ken shamrock defending the honor he- came out a lot this episode to he defend did. people. He did. Maybe, you know, there's this five-on-five Heart Foundation versus the top five wrestlers that they could put together in America. Maybe Shamrock could be a part of this. Maybe. Keeps coming out, going after Bulldog, defending the honor of Goldust and Marlena. Who knows, right? After break, we get the SummerSlam $1 million chance. It's a sweepstakes that goes until SummerSlam. Now, they haven't announced exactly what this is, but I'm going to give you a little bit of inside baseball here, where this $1 million sweepstakes 
basically, people are going to have a chance to win a million dollars at SummerSlam. And this million dollars is in $1 bills filling up an entire Undertaker casket. <laughs> Weird. And this casket that has $1 million $1 bills in it, this casket is filled and it's locked. And you have to pick the right key to unlock it. And if you pick the right key, you win this million dollars. Hmm. So eventually we will get the participants in this. And at SummerSlam, which is two months away from now, we will get a possible winner of this million dollars. Nice. Interesting. Yes. Or it could be the most fucked up, shitty, terrible segment in SummerSlam history. Not going <laughs> to say what that's going to be. Nation of Domination are in the locker room and there is dissension in the air. Even though Crush likes to say that they're fine yeah, well, to Doc Hendricks <laughs> and they kick him out of the locker room. And he's Farouk, really like... Crush? Yeah. What about Crush? What about forehead tap? He's in denial. He, he 100% is. Mm -hmm. It's denial and it's anger and then it's acceptance. And he's only in denial right now. But I'm sure anger and acceptance is going to be coming real quick because Farouk goes straight to the fucking ring. He gets out there and he's like, the whole fucking nation, this whole point is to A, kick the shit out of fucking Ahmed Johnson and B, you're supposed to back me up. If, I fucking, uh, if I'm out there and you got to throw yourself to the wolves to protect me, that's what you're fucking doing. And Crush, Savio, you're not doing shit. So guess what? Your ass is fired! And he fucking fires Savio and Crush. He says Savio was busy picking jalapenos before he found him. Wow. <laughs> Brought him to the top. And now he is not subservient to but fucking really, Farouk anymore. But really, he wasn't at the top because he still he sucks. And so his ass is fired. And Crush, the jailboard, jailbird, jailboard. Jail jailbird forehead tat himself as he's also fucking fired and then all of the extra cronies and suits behind farouk all get fired as well because they're not backing up farouk so now we're down well what do you expect them to do they aren't wrestlers yeah not really so yeah. like the, other, the fucking rappers they sent them out for one match <laughs> And they literally got murdered. And they so. haven't been back since. And they're gone as well, too. So these, I think it's murder. Could be. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but joining, it just makes sense. And so now that there's only three guys left in the nation, Farouk even says there's one more person that's joining the unemployment line here. And D'Lo Brown, who's beside him, is very scared. He's got the eyes, oh, my God, I'm fired next. And Farouk says, D'Lo! Hold open the rope for Clarence because his ass is fired. <laughs> so he fires the lawyer, Clarence Mason. He says, you can't do that to me. I made you who you are. And he definitely did not. But Farouk literally fires everyone in the nation sans D'Lo Brown. So there's only two members left. They're literally a tag team now. <laughs> They're not even a group. They're a tag team. I was like... Losing it during this. <laughs> I know you were. Can Farouk fire himself? Uh, I don't think he's going to do that. <laughs> but yeah, he fires the entire nation sans D'Lo Brown and says that next week on Raw, we're going to have a new nation because I'm going to team up with a new nation member and we're going to take on Ahmed Johnson. My, my two most hated guys 
in the company, Ahmed Johnson and The Undertaker. Those idiots are going to have to team up with each other and try to coexist with all their friction, and they're going to have to wrestle me and a new nation member. Why can't he just fucking team up with the other dude? Could, but he's building a new nation. Okay, so why does this fucker... So Undertaker and Thonginator... It's just going to be the two of them. But then this fucker gets two others with him? No, it's two on two. It's going to be Farouk and a new nation member against Ahmed and Taker. Why just use this other dude? Because he's building a new nation, dude. What a fucking loser. Like, legit, like, you have someone standing beside you right sure. now. But he needs has more guys. Wh- who has wrestled... He needs more guys in the group. It's not a nation if it's only two I guys. I don't fucking care. They suck anyways. <laughs> yeah, uh, Farouk's not doing so well here. He's not doing so hot. But I guess we'll see next week who this new nation member is going to be in this tag match against Undertaker and Ahmed. Seeing if Ahmed and Undertaker can actually fucking coexist and get along just so they can beat Farouk and this new nation member. Can they please just like team up? Murder. And murder. Murder. Guess we'll have to wait. It is the Undertaker. It is the Undertaker. You are correct. He has lit someone on fire. (laughs) Yes, he has. Because he got lit on fire before, too. I know. Payback is a bitch. But you know who else is a bitch? My name is Paul Heyman. And I am the advocate for the ring. Defending. Why do you have to do this? Undisputed World Wrestling Entertainment Heavyweight Champion of the World, Brock Lester. In the Tribal Chiefs Special Counsel, Roman Reigns. Yes, fucking Paul Heyman. ECW owner Paul Heyman and Tommy Dreamer as well. Back on Monday Night Raw. Some reason ECW is getting more fucking TV time here. Who cares? <laughs> so Heyman and Dreamer are taking in this next match between the Headbangers and the fucking Pokeball Bros, Doug Furness and Philip Fawn. And they want to be called the most exciting tag team in wrestling <laughs> history. These guys are jokesters. <laughs> they really are, because that's a hilarious joke. Because anybody who thinks they are the most exciting tag team of all time probably have only watched their entrance, and that is it for their wrestling knowledge and history. <laughs> so all they've ever watched is them walking to the ring, and they think, oh, they must be the most exciting, because that's all I've ever seen. Wow. Yes, so they're taking on the fucking headbangers here. And, oh, fucking Thrasher. He's wearing a fucking obituary shirt. Now, what's your favorite uh, obituary album? It would be Slowly We Rot. That would be mine. I have no idea. I don't think I've ever listened to them. They're great. I love them. And Great old school death metal. And then Mosh is wearing a Marilyn Manson shirt. What is your favorite Marilyn Manson song? The Beautiful People fight Uh, song? I don't know. I haven't really, like paid that much attention to him honestly really yeah interesting just i don't know had my uh marilyn manson time i really didn't i also appreciate the guy because a um Uh, he's actually quite intelligent 
Okay, but he's also... Sucking his own dick because he took out two ribs? No. <laughs> There's also other shit. Oh, I know. There's all like sorts really of shit that's come out about him. up shit about Oh, him. yeah. Definitely. And I cannot respect that. Oh, for sure. But uh, back in the day when he was super popular, especially his music, uh, music was all right, but he's actually quite an intelligent dude. He was in Bowling for Columbine. Kind of proved that because uh, the kids who shot up Columbine school... Uh, they cited Marilyn Manson as a group that they listened to. And then they interviewed Marilyn Manson, and he was like, oh, he actually was very well-spoken, surprisingly enough. Uh, but yes, very fucking weird dude and sucks his own dick, too. <laughs> or at least high school likes to tell you that. Uh, headbangers, they get the pretty easy win over the fucking Pokeball Bros because they straight up suck. And fucking RVD... The whole damn show, Rob Van Dam, as I do the thumbs, Rob Van Dam, he's here. Stranger Thing. Stranger Thing, because his singlets that he wears are all kind of crazy, and it seems like he would fit right into Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, eventually, he will have a match later on, but he's out feuding with Tommy Dreamer and Paul Heyman and fucking uh, Jerry King Lawler's part of all that shit too because he doesn't like extremely crappy wrestling either. But next interview segment, Stone Cold! Steve Austin! Stone Cold Steve Austin is here and he has got a promo with Vince McMahon himself. And he's very proud about flushing Brian Pillman down the commode. I mean, I'd be pretty proud of that, too. Very, very proud of himself. But I think the only thing that he regrets about the whole thing is that he wished that there was some contents in said (laughs) commode. I know. I was a little disappointed (laughs) that there were no contents. Austin's promos are basically the best thing going on this show. Like he is phenomenal on the mic. Everything he says, everyone hangs on his every word. He is hilarious. He's straight. He's to the point. Everyone gets it. He's a fucking badass. He's a toughest son of a bitch I ever saw. And he's here and he's fucking mouthing off fucking Heart Foundation and BP, Boston Pizza, you name it. And he's talking about this 10-man tag match that we're going to have at the Calgary Canadian Stampede in July. And it's going to be the Hart Foundation against five American wrestlers. And Austin puts his hat in the ring of wanting to be that first wrestler for Team America World Police. And he needs four other guys. He doesn't want four other fucking guys. He wants to take them all on by himself. He'll take on the whole fucking Hart family bring fucking stew bring fucking helen and her 12 kids that she pushed out of her fucking hoo-ha bring fucking bruce bring fucking keith bring fucking diana bring fucking everyone because he'll whip all their asses my that just pain dude she had 12 okay Uh. you're only doing two okay and I even got them cut out of my stomach. And she so. did 10 more than you. 10 more kids. That'd be a water slide by that point. Literally. Valley of fear. <laughs> 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 but yes, he's going to whip the entire family's fucking ass. But he understands that, yes, Grandpa Cosker, Gorilla Monsoon, will probably not let Austin fight 
the entire Hart family by himself. Here's something funny. Yes. To all of the listeners that have maybe seen that meme. Um, the Grandpa Cosker Grill Monsoon the, one. So Grandpa Cosker. Peter. That picture was from the pamphlet from his funeral. Yeah. From 2013. Wow. And Grilla Monsoon had long since passed away in 2013. Interesting. Yes. That would have been really funny if they had passed away on the same day. Yeah, it would have been real funny. That would have been really weird. Yeah, that would have been real funny, brother. <laughs> no, like not just Coincidental. Like, yes. Yes. That would have made this whole situation even weirder. Like, here's the thing. We've been doing this podcast. We're at, what, 36 episodes now we're doing? 36 episodes. Okay. So here's the thing. How many weird things have there been since we've started? Where so many. We went in literally the, like, probably two nights after we had this even idea. Yeah. And we started making these episode titles. Yeah. Without even planning. Yeah, I was literally baked one night out of my tree and fucking you started spouting off Tree Hill episode names and I started amalgamating them with wrestling and here we are 36 episodes later. And then even like that song in the last episode, like the ending song from Spill The Canvas? Spill Canvas, yeah. like how that just kind of fell into our laps. Yeah. There's so many things that have Unreal. just Gorilla Monsoon looking like my grandfather, like... What the fuck? Kevin Federline being on both shows. Maria Menounos being on both shows. Like how both is Both shows this... being on UPN at one point. This is just so like strange and odd. And it's like this was like so meant to be. I was just going to say it's totally like it was fate that all this came together. It's yeah. And it was literally just an idea that you had of wanting us to I do. just wanted you to watch One Tree Hill. Yeah. Like literally, and I was trying to find something for you to do that would kind of get you to actually do it. And then you were like, no, we got to watch wrestling too. And I was like, well, fuck, okay, fine, whatever. But if it gets you to watch One Tree Hill. Sure, but here we are. We're knee deep in the fucking Attitude Era. How much have you enjoyed Stone Cold Steve Austin, Dominator? Bulldog, all these Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Goldust. You know all the storylines. You know all the characters. You know their histories now. You know their feuds. You know everything about this shit up to this point. Did you honestly think that you would have that by this point in the podcast? No, I thought honestly we'd get like probably 10 episodes in and be like, why why the fuck are we doing this? Yeah, let's just tap out. But no, (laughs) dude, because all fucking One Tree Hill podcasts break up after 10 episodes and we had to prove (laughs) that we can beat them. And so we did. We made it to 11, but we didn't call it quits. Now we're at 36 and still going strong. Just as strong as Stone Cold Steve Austin ready to kick Grandpa Cosker's fat ass for making him team up with four other guys for the Canadian Stampede 10-man tag team match. Stone Cold Steve Austin, DTA, don't trust anybody, and he does not. But he does need partners for this match. When we get back from the break, we get comments from AOL, America (laughs) Online chat rooms or chit chat rooms chit chat rooms. chit chat rooms wow. <laughs> it definitely dates the product back to 1997 rob van dam also has a match here with flash funk who gets yet another 
jobber entrance. So the yeah, writing's he's a, not important. He's a jobber now. He literally is a jobber, and he's no getting the jobber treatment. And he doesn't have the hose. No more hose. They're gone. Long gone. Just like the nation hose. They're gone, too. <laughs> <laughs> they're all fucking gone. And now Flash Funk, after having stupidly long, longer than the Undertaker entrances, is now relegated to being the king of the jobber entrances. The K-O-T-J-E. Oh, boy. Jerry the King Law 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 English La 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 Lawler. Jerry the King La La Lawler is on commentary, but because he took a mandible claw from mankind the night prior, he's got a real bad throat infection. He could barely talk. Count your fucking blessings that you could barely understand what King says and you can barely hear him. Because he's trying to yell, but nothing's coming out because of the mandible claw. So you could thank mankind for that as well. <laughs> We can thank mankind for a lot, but we I can't. was gonna make a joke about like like like. Are we sure it was just fingers down the throat? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Could be something else. Could be a family heirloom. <laughs> <laughs> but RVD, uh, we forgot there was an RVD match going on here, and. I- it's so weird to me seeing Rob Van Dam in 1997 on Raw. Mr. Monday Night, Mr. Pay-Per-View, the whole damn show, the whole effing show, RVFND, RVD 420. This is before all this shit where he was just kind of coming up in ECW and now he's getting spot shots on fucking Monday Night Raw before he ever got any kind of huge popularity like he did later and even beating John Cena for the fucking world title in 2006. But we're here, and he's using the split-leg moonsault for his finish, not the five-star frog splash. And, of course, it's yet another Donnybrook with fucking Paul Heyman with his skullet going on. The fucking embrace the fucking baldness, dude. Do you really need to grow the hair around your cul-de-sac out and leave the bald patch on top? Is that necessary? For anyone who (laughs) rocks that hairdo, please don't. Just don't do it. Please don't. Devin Townsend realized, you know, he's got the skullet. You got to just fucking get rid of it. And that's what he did. Stone Cold Steve Austin had some blonde hair, but then he started getting a receding hairline and realized he just got to do it. Fucking shave it off. That's the best decision Stone Cold ever made in his life because it almost made his character from being bald. And Paul Heyman, now I know he is bald now uh, and has a tiny bit of a cul-de-sac, but not much. Back then, he just needed to embrace the baldness. It's like my Uncle Jim. Yeah. Just embrace he embraced it. it. He just fucking embrace it. Or you can embrace ramen noodle hair if you're in this next match with Owen Hart against <laughs> stupid Psycho Sid the Master and the ruler of the world. Oh my god. Now. This guy. There was a sign in the crowd during this Owen and Sid match. You did not see it. But I will tell you what it said. There is a wrestler. Now, remember when Monday Night Raw had the big Raw letters, like the R-A-W letters, before they changed to the Titan Tron? Now, there was an episode with the ECW guys, and that was the first time the ECW guys showed up. And their world champion, the ECW world champion, Raven. Yeah, I remember that. Just think about that for a sec. Raven. No, I know. We've talked about that. But... In this match, Raven 
there was a sign that said Raven on TNT tonight. So this is about the time when Raven came to WCW because WCW was on TNT. Mm. So we have a sign in the crowd that says Raven on TNT tonight. Interesting. Yet another We've already Raven. talked about Raven. But and... this is yet another reference to Ravens oh in another gosh. episode of Monday Night Raw. And even when Raven were, was to come full time to WWF years later, his theme song started with cawing Ravens. I thought you were going to say caw, 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 caw. that his theme song was the, you know. Uh, no. Oh, no, no. That would be fucking amazing. You imagine <laughs> Raven comes down to the ring to I Don't Want to Be by Gavin DeGraw. That'd now I'd be nuts. down with that. That would be the goaded fucking entrance music for wrestlers. <laughs> now. Tree Hill Ravens or Ravens aside, fucking Shamrock is on commentary for this Owen and Sid match. Shamrock's out again, and he's on commentary, and his fucking music sucks. He hasn't gotten his like long term like fa- everyone's favorite Ken Shamrock music. This is like, man, I can I don't even know what this music sounds like. It sa- almost sounds like a dumb sitcom from the 90s. Have like, you used theme it song. yet at the end of an I episode? haven't, and I really should. You should and I probably should one. use it at the end of this episode. But uh, it's kind of hilarious because it literally sounds like a 90s sitcom where some lame character makes a dumb joke and then they play. Totally what it sounds like. So his music sucks, but luckily he is getting his favorited music very very soon and he's tired of the fucking heart foundation in their cheating ways especially jim the anvil nightheart so he just gets off commentary and belly to belly he's fucking anvil on the floor he's had enough of the shit but it distracts owen enough where he turns around and psycho himself with the choke slam w and i'm pretty sure don't quote me this is the last time we'll see psycho sid and his S psycho and his fucking sparkly Sid letters. Oh my God. No more ramen noodle mullet. Every time I see his hair, I get hungry for ramen noodles. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't had ramen noodles in ever. Yeah, it's been a while. I should probably do that. I don't that. think we've had any since we lived at our old place. Yeah, probably. That's been it's been a while. We moved here in 2019. So yeah, over four years. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Kind of miss it. Yeah, should get some ramen noodles, bro. <laughs> dude, you should fucking do it, bro. And crack an egg on the top too. A little bit of fucking Frank's Red Hot. Away we go. So let's say a little prayer. Let's have a little seance here. Let's hold hands and pray, and remember. This is a remembrance of one. S psycho Sid. You're just trying to stop me from picking at my fingers. No, I just need to hold your hand because this is a moment right here, dude. Let's say a little ditty for Psycho Sid. Okay. One last time for all the homies. He is the master and the ruler of the world. Oh my God. Rest in peace, Psycho Sid. He's not dead. He's dead to us because he's not on TV anymore and he's going to WCW, bro, where he's going to be half the man that you are and have half the brain that everyone else does. (laughs) (laughs) Sable's out. And she's got a raw shirt on just like Sonny did earlier. But Mark Marrow, bone marrow himself, 
Here's the thing. Yes. I don't like how this motherfucker mm. comes out and is like trying to control her. Yeah. What the yeah, fuck is that shit? Dude. So remember this moment. Because remember at the Slammy Awards when Sable came out with her basically painted on bikini and won the fucking swimsuit competition? Mm -hmm. Mark Merrow was shown in the crowd kind of laughing, but a little uncomfortable. And this is his first appearance since then. Sands won a promo segment at a pay-per-view that got distracted by Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course. But this is his first actual segment like appearance in a long time. Mm -hmm. And what are they doing? Sable's out there. She's shilling. She's hawking the fucking Raw's War shirt, getting the fucking tits out. And Mark Merrill, her real-life husband, is out here pulling her away saying, you don't need to do this anymore. You're with me. You don't need to show your goods to anybody. You're my wife. And remember this moment because this is going to be a very important seed being planted into a plot line between these two. Very important. I just, I don't like how men think that they can control women, especially when they're like married to them or dating and they're like... I own you. It's yeah. like, I, no one you, fucking owns me. You're not an object. Exactly. I'm my own fucking person. Like, I'm engaged to you. Do you say that you own me? Yeah, of course. I'll fucking <laughs> kick your ass. I'll shove this drumstick <laughs> up your ass. Of course not. Like, that's the dumbest thing ever. But there, unfortunately, is a lot of toxic males out there who like to control it's their so significant bad. woman. Other. It's brutal. It's so bad. Like, come on, people. But although Mark Marrow does this on TV, had a little bit of this problem in real life as well, too. I could imagine. Yep. It's kind of like that time, unfortunately. Yep. We, I mean, we fucking see shitty shit happen all the time. Shitty, <laughs> shitty shit. shit. Shitty shit. Happen all shitty. the time with fucking pervy king and saying shit that would not ever fly you see things oh, happening like yeah. the, it's like whoa this is totally a different time oh yeah absolutely but you have to remember too and it's kind of disgusting yeah but the thing is though you have to remember it's this really is literally disgusting. a television show i know but still like even in a tv show nowadays if they showed something like that and like it was current Depending on what show it was, what the context was, it would be was like involved. it would not go over well. Depends, depends. And even movies back then, and even movies today, they show all sorts of crazy and wild shit. But we all know it's just fucking make believe, brother. These things happen in real life. So you want realism in television shows and movies? They show the realism. You can't pretend like it doesn't exist. It does. Yeah, then there's the people with cancel culture running rampant. Oh, this actor acted this part? So what? Fuck them. They should be canceled. So fucking what? That's, that's just, I see all the double standards with everything, and it's like, yeah. holy fuck, we are a fucked up society now. Now? And even back then, we always <laughs> We've always been. been a fucked up society. Since basically society's ever been a thing, it's been completely fucked up. But 
We're not here to talk about all that bullshit. We're not here to talk about fucking 1997 WWF Raw. That's what here we're here to talk about. And fucking Mankind and his final vignette, his final interview about his history. And Jim Ross actually goes on the offensive here on Mankind. Because before they get into this promo, Vince McMahon says, how'd you feel about this last promo that you had with mankind this last vignette interview and he's like oh this is one of the worst things i ever had to do in my life and he goes on the offensive in the promo and even says do you feel like you really like what is wrong with you kind of thing he said where i don't understand why you're this deranged and you have to go to these lengths or you're a sick human being and yet mankind just basically goes off the deep end he's like i'm a human being I, I'm just I'm just here to wrestle. I'm just here to beat people up. That's my job, right? And the fact that you would think that about me kind of sickens me. <laughs> and, and I like how he goes to hit his hat off his head and misses completely. <laughs> but then actually sticks the mandible claw down Jim Ross's gullet. And funnily enough, after he gets it off of him, he asks for help for him. What a nice guy. <laughs> gives him the mandible claw but asks for medical attention for him after he does it mankind gotta love him rockabilly for some fucking scissor reason bitch. scissor bitch he's scissor bitch Freak. scissor bitch <laughs> okay well mama knows scissor bitch up against scissor bitch's brother <laughs> rockabilly versus bart gun and yeah uh, rockabilly finally has his new music he's got a Rockabilly. Oh, I hate this. It's fucking terrible. Uh, but uh, Scissor Bitch here, it's a nothing match. The apparent brothers, in quotations, having this match. And he hits a Famouser and a Shake, Rattle, and Roll and wins. But funnily enough, at the end of the match, <laughs> he gets into the camera and he says, I just can't help it. I'm just really good. Isn't this the, like second time he's won since he's been this uh guy. yeah i think maybe <laughs> the second win he's maybe. had and over like a few months he's been this character <laughs> now and he's had yeah probably two television wins since then <laughs> all night we've been pumping up fucking stone cold steve austin versus brian pillman it's finally boston gonna Pizza. happen fucking bp against austin is finally gonna happen the hollywood blondes the former tag team in the fucking bush leagues are finally at odds going at it they keep showing the footage of austin taking out his ankle on superstars with the cane and stomping it with the chair and that was just before the big match between austin and brett at survivor series that started our podcast but now finally Austin and BP themselves are going to have this one-on-one. No, they're not. <laughs> JK. Because Austin's out here. He's ready. Pillman's already out there. He's ready. They're going face-to-face. Austin's coming. Uh, fuck, Hard Foundation's out. <laughs> and they're fucking beating the shit. <laughs> Just fucking beating the shit out of Stone Cold. So much so that Mankind and Ken Shamrock come and help. And Mankind takes Austin's place because he's not physically able to have this match with bp and now it's gonna be mankind versus brian pillman in this match but we get a little bit of information that there is a reason why sean michaels and brett hart are not at this particular raw in hartford connecticut (laughs) 
Do we know why Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart are not here tonight, babe? Oh, boy. Sunny days. Oh, one of them's had sunny days. One of them has not. One of them is jealous. The other is jealous of the other. One talks too much and does not get a super kick on television. And the other accuses the other of sleeping with Sunny. The guy who accuses the other of sleeping with Sunny actually has slept with Sunny and has carried on a relationship with for a while. Not at this current moment. But just wanted to basically try to break up his family. We're talking about Shawn Michaels and we're talking about Bret the Hitman Hart. And this Sunny Days promo that we had a week ago on Monday Night Raw before King of the Ring has reared its ugly head. Because in Hartford, Connecticut, when these two guys got to TV and got to the arena, they had a good old scrap. And fucking, they were fucking hair pulling, headlocking, fucking going after each other. And Bret Hart ripped out a clump of Shawn Michaels' hair. Oh, my God. Brought it to the locker room as a trophy and also brought it to Vince McMahon and said, I ain't fucking working with this guy anymore. Here's his fucking hair. And puts it down on Vince McMahon's fucking weird desk. weird and creepy. And Shawn Michaels walked he out. He probably sniffed it first. Shawn Michaels walked out. They like to say, oh, he's injured again. But after this scuffle, he walked out and he said... I just might fucking quit and go to WCW and join up with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. I'm fucking done. Mm. Unfortunately, he's under fucking contract. <laughs> so he's staying. And he's a tag team partner for with Stone, Stone Cold. Cold. So how is this going to work? He's off TV for four to six weeks and he's a tag team champ. What the fuck is going on here? So both of them got sent home after this and are not on Raw tonight. That's why we only had four members of the Hart Foundation. <laughs> and no second half of the Heartbreak least- Rattlesnakes. I didn't have to hear Bret Hart go on a fucking rant. You didn't hear Bret Hart talking about the gunless hyenas, the American wrestling public. Watch it. <laughs> I have a no, drumstick. No, we didn't get Bret Hart in this episode, but we got the rest. Oh, the only thing we got was the clump of hair that Bret Hart ripped out of Shawn Michaels' head. Big fucking Donnybrook schmoz DQ finish. Ken Shamrock back in again and Stone Cold battling and all are back in here taking out the Heart Foundation then Shamrock turns around and eats a fucking Stone Cold stunner for his problems and Mankind who tries to help out Stone Cold gets the double birds for his problems as well and we fade to black how was this episode babe I mean Bret Hart wasn't there <laughs> that gives a 4.1 Farouk fired the entire nation <laughs> Yeah, but he didn't fire himself. Stone Cold was here. British Bulldog yeah, was but... here. Hmm. No Undertaker, though. He's licking his wounds. Yeah. I don't know. You got Farouk, got his ass kicked basically the entire match he was in. Yes. Right? 4.1. 4.1. Nice. Back into the fours again. I love it. It's only because fucking nation fucker got his ass, ass kicked. kicked. <laughs> and he fired everyone except himself and his and other... D-Lo. Yeah, D'Lo Brown. Motherfucker. Yeah. Loser. Hey, I love D'Lo Brown. You don't ever spell, speak ill of fucking D'Lo Brown. He was part of the nation. He is part of the nation. I will speak as ill as I want. What if there's a member one day that you don't want to speak ill of? Don't tell me that. Mm. 
Next week's episode of Monday Night Raw, it's a barn burner. It's a fucking roller coaster. Get ready because we got a new nation. We get new members of the Nation of Domination. And they're in a tag team match against Ahmed and Undertaker. Oh, boy. Weird. Oh, boy. Lots of change going on. And unfortunately, lots of change going on in One Tree Hill as well. Episode number 36 overall, season two, episode 14, The Quiet Things That No One Ever Knows. That brand new song. It is. I, I like, like brand that new. Song. I like brand new. They're not bad. That's some good shit. Apparently, you have to choose between them and Taking Back Sunday, and honestly, I like both. That's a tough one. I mean... Overall, oh, that's a tough call, man. Overall, I prefer Taking Back Sunday. You know what? If it's like the bands now, it's definitely not Taking Back Sunday because no. they fucking suck now. So, like, if it's today's bands, I go brand new. But overall, I go Taking Back Sunday. But definitely not. There's TBS. no I in team with Taking Back Sunday. Yeah, that song was great. I was listening to it on my way to work Cute without today. the E. Yep. Love them. Babe, fucking Lucas moved in with Dan. Yeah, but here's the thing. Dan didn't tell Deb. So Deb comes home from, I don't know, wherever she was doing with like her, the foundation she works for. The foundation. She comes home. The heart foundation. Fuck off, no. I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. Um, she comes home and Lucas is there and she's like, oh, hi, Lucas. What are you doing here? <laughs> it was just like this really awkward situation. And then Dan says, oh, she was like asking about Nathan. And Nathan's and broken up with Haley now. Nathan's broken up with Haley, so he's going to move back in, says Dan. And Deb's like, really? It's like, that's, that's The plan is coming to fruition. They're getting the boys back. Oh my god. Getting them back together. The family, the Scott family is once back together officially. Oh my god, what a beautiful moment. <laughs> Nate is not doing so well with Haley not He's being depressed. Around. He is completely depressed. You can see beer cans and bottles and so pizza depressed. boxes He's playing everywhere. Fucking NBA live on PlayStation 2. And he's playing as, I think, the L.A. Lakers against the Detroit Pistons and trying to play well with Kobe. But, yeah, he's not so good at it. Well, and then his hair is looking like he just looks just like looks he hasn't disheveled. showered yeah, in just like disheveled. a week. Yeah. <laughs> Which he probably hasn't because he even notes the smell. <laughs> well, and Lucas comes to the door and says, dude, you look like ass. Yep. <laughs> So, but um, then Nate, okay, this is I got a bone to pick here, brother. I know you have a I bone to pick. I got a fucking pick. bone to pick here, dude, because you got to talk about the realism and all this bullshit of fucking One Tree Hill. I can tell, speak some fucking knowledge because I have fucking experience with this shit, okay? Nathan tells Lucas 12 weeks. What do we mean when we say 12 weeks? We mean that Haley is gone for 12 weeks. What fucking tour goes 12 weeks? That is fucking three months on the road. I've been on a two and a half week tour. That was a long fucking tour. I know guys have been on month long tours, two month long tours, 
Those are fucking grinds, dude. But three months on tour in a row? What are you, playing fucking America, then going to Canada, then going to South America, and then flying over to Europe and doing a bunch? You split the legs up. That's how this shit works. There are no fucking 12-week tours in a row. Those don't happen. Wow. Okay? Okay. And I can speak from fucking experience here, okay? (laughs) I know my shit. Uh I can give a little bit of insight of what it's like to tour. And they aren't fucking 12 weeks long, I'll tell you that much. And if they are 12 weeks long, they're broken up over different legs. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Fucking don't even with me. (laughs) Peyton wants to bang Jake. You can tell. You he's, can see it. I mean, he's a pretty good looking dude, honestly. Oh, he is. So Believe I would, me. I would too, yeah. I see pictures, like I follow his Instagram and whenever he posts like a picture and it's like a selfie or whatever, I'm like, hmm, yep, Brian Greenberg. She doesn't want the double J. She wants the double D. The dicks and dicks. Wow. <laughs> D-I, <laughs> double C, double K. It's double D. Dicks and dicks. Ain't it great? I'm using the drumstick to scratch my back. <laughs> what? It's itchy and you're not clo- sitting close enough to do it for me. What? Don't make give me weird looks. What? <laughs> Just weirding you out, brother. Erica sucks. Erica Marsh? Yeah. Kind of a bitch. Yeah, she is. Fuck her. She's like, she's just, I don't know. Well, straight up, she's she's doing fucking dirty fucking politics here. Yeah. So she's doing the whole smear campaign. She's doing the whole fucking, you know, you fucking did coke when you were fucking six years old. You fucked the entire school. You fucking killed the baby. You did this. You did that. And not only that. There's this, what is this fucking thing called? This fucking primary or whatever they're doing? So what representative she's supposed thing. to do is there's this whole thing, like schedule for this election. And she was supposed to give it to Brooke because Whitey was passing it around and she was talking to Brooke or oh, whatever. Oh, I'll give it to Brooke. Oh, I'll give it to her, shoves it in her backpack. Yeah, and never fucking gives it to her. And it gives, like, key information. Like, there's going to be a pure endorsement thing that Brooke has to arrange. Why would Whitey trust her to give this to Brooke? I mean, he is like, I thought you'd be pulling out each other's pigtails and shit. And it's like, why would he give this to her? Why wouldn't he just give it to Brooke, period? Is he that lazy? I think he thought that maybe Erica's being really nice. Well, she's obviously she's not. She's not. She's a see you next Tuesday. <laughs> so, yeah, Eric's being a sneaky bitch. Erica, not Eric. Eric? <laughs> that would be quite the plot twist. Weird. Uh, Nate finally makes his ass to class. Uh, beer in tow, though. <laughs> yeah. He brought enough for the whole class. That's pretty hilarious. I love that. You ever get that? You're chewing gum in class, and then the teacher's like, hey, you better have brought enough for everyone. And I'm like, yeah, I actually brought like five packs. So I have enough for everybody. But he's got enough fucking booze for days, and he's going to give it out to all the other fucking classmates. But he also tells his teacher not to dress like a fucking slut. 
Oh, oh damn, dude. And she he takes a one-way trip to the fucking principal's office. Poor guy's going through it, He though. really is, dude. That's the thing. Like, he said he put down this ultimatum that if she leaves for tour, that, and which is also very eerily similar to me, uh, <laughs> that if he leaves, she leaves for tour, that it's over. And he didn't, uh-huh. really, he didn't really mean it. Well, your ex-wife meant it. It was just over a period, though. We yeah. all knew it was done. That's that. And I left for Banff and drove straight there, brother. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. Done so. Yeah. And then like almost exactly six months later, we started dating. Yeah. What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Weird. <laughs> what? Why are you giving me that look? I just like giving you weird looks. Weird. Jenny is sick. Peyton and Jake looked like they were getting ready to go out and hang out together. And Peyton was looking in the mirror and trying to make sure her hair is all done properly. She looks good. We know why Jenny's sick. And Jake's like, you look great. Like, I saw you. And she's like blushing. And then and we know why Jenny's sick. Oh, my God. Shut up. You haven't even heard what I shut said. Up. I know what you're going to say. What am I going to say? You're going to say and make a, some joke about how Peyton had Jenny get kidnapped or whatever. And that's why she's sick. No, actually, I was going to say that uh, she was probably at daycare one day and some other kid was sick and got her sick. Wow. Yeah. I don't think Jake would put Jenny in daycare because Nikki is a sneaky bitch. True. But that's what I was going to say. No, I was actually going to say Peyton left her out in the rain. Oh, my God. And she got pneumonia. So anyways, (laughs) Jake's like, I don't think we should. I can go out like Jenny's sick and Peyton goes to grab her and like check on her and she's gets puked on. Revenge for the kidnapping. Oh my god. <laughs> We've been puked on by our kid. Oh, of course. If you're a parent, I guarantee 100% you've been puked on by your child. Lots. Guaranteed. Lots. Yes, yes. And then she gives Jake money, emergency money, and says like, "Here, take it. Get her checked out." Yeah. Because That's they live in America, brother. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no free fuck Americans in there. No free health care. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bunch of gutless hyenas can't even pay for other people's health care. Oh, my God. So Luke goes to visit Karen at the cafe, and she's like, are you, like, coming back home? Are you moving out from Dan's place yet? And he's like, no, I'm staying. And she's like, okay, you have to pay for your pop then. Uh, actually, I think she says she has to pay two. Uh, he has to pay two dollars for his soda. I'm sorry, but we're in Canada. <laughs> oh, we have pop in Canada. It's pop. So, so there's soda and no health care in America, and gutless hyenas in America. Oh my god! Canada, we have loving brothers, pop, and free health care, dude. <laughs> loving brothers. Yeah. Oh. Debatable. Uh, 
Dan paid for Jules's wedding dress. Wow, he's and he's footing the bill for everything here. Pissed. Eh? Also, I forgot to mention they're serving turducken at Karen's Cafe. Oh my god! Yes, turkey stuffing a duck stuffing a chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dan's footing the bill for this whole fucking shebang a bang. <laughs> shebang a bang. Yeah. Wow. Yes, and like whole thing, like she picked out a dress, she was gonna pay for it herself, and then he pays for it, and she's like, "What the fuck, bitch!" She's so angry. She got herself into this mess, though, unfortunately, and unfortunately, she did fall in love with Keith during all of it. But she should have known that she was literally getting paid to fuck over Keith, and then happens to fall in love with him. So honestly, <laughs> it is kind of on her too for going through with all this. Yeah, unfortunately, I know. But you can tell, like, she's so over it, and she's told him she wants out. Yeah, and he said that he'll leave them alone, and he doesn't. Yep. Because Dan's Dan, and he's going to involve snake. himself in everything. Like going to fucking Nathan's house when he's down in the dumps. Yeah, Dan and Deb go to see Nathan, and Deb is just... And Lucas is there, too. Yeah, Lucas is there, too. And uh, Deb starts kind of cleaning up and trying to help. She feels really sad for her son and asks, actually, too, how... Maybe Haley feels with everything. He's like, you don't care. And then Nathan punches Dan. What? A straight right hand by Nathan Scott to his father, Dan Scott. Damn it. Straight right hand. Close fist. By God. My God, dude. You know somebody can't punch somebody else on One Tree Hill and at least not make some sort of wrestling reference, dude. It doesn't work that way. Why? Because we amalgamate here on Tree Hill Wrestling Federation Podcast. Straight right hand, and he fucking shot on his own dad. Fucking nailed him. And then even Dan, after taking the punch, oh, at least there's still a little bit of a man in there after all. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dan's such an ass. Erica's playing dirty and I don't like it. Yeah, she is. I slept with Brooke, but I voted for Erica. What a uh, great campaign button and sticker. And fucking <laughs> Brooke sees like these dudes walking around with a sticker on their she's chest. She's roughing them up. And there's one guy that she's like, first of all, no, you didn't. Second of all, where the fuck did you get this? And third of all, China. Oh, my God. She goes China on everybody. She's so upset, and I totally get that. Like, this isn't fair. She's trying to be nice. Yeah, well, she's trying to play fair. Yeah. But fucking Miss Marsh here is down in the dumps playing dirty. So she's got to get back at her. Yep. Whitey. (laughs) Whitey gets approached by Jake. Hey, coach, I know you've really gone to bat for me and everything but I have a sick baby and I just don't know what to do and Whitey drops some wisdom about you know like staying in school is probably for the best for you guys in your future so I'll take care of Jenny for you yeah (laughs) so Jake's like okay awesome 
And then he leaves. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Now, you know how much I love to shade Peyton about how terrible of a stepmother oh she God. is. But I also have shaded Double J. Ha <laughs> ha. Double J in the past for being a terrible father as well, too. Because A. He's a young father. Doesn't matter how old you are. He's young. He doesn't know what he's doing properly. Doesn't matter how old you are. If you're going to be a father, you have to eventually take some accountability and responsibility for your actions and your decisions. And I know about this shit too, brother. (laughs) So I can speak from experience too. There was one time when he dropped Jenny off with Peyton and he didn't even give his fucking daughter a hug or kiss goodbye. Bad father. Now (laughs) he's dropping off Jenny with Whitey. Okay, fair play, Whitey. I'm sure he'll do just fine. That's a responsible adult who can watch Jenny while he goes to class. But he just gives her to him. No diaper bag, no diapers, no wipes, no change of clothes, no bottle, no fucking nothing. No toys, nothing. Okay, here you go. Okay, what if she needs a change? What if she needs a feeding? What if she needs more clothes what great fucking dad there brother <laughs> takes the fucking bag with him doesn't even drop off a diaper bag nothing oh my God, here dude. go ahead go to the faculty lounge go grab some fucking paper towels and clean up any shit you might need to clean up later bad father dude wow what if you were to drop flynn off with somebody that not your parents to watch Flynn for an afternoon and you're just like here you go <laughs> I said oh okay that's it <laughs> come on dude you know I'm right about this one he oh fucked my up gosh. so Logistics. I will say about the part where like he didn't like give Jenny a kiss goodbye you know how many times like Flynn's in that toddler stage now where if like I went to leave for work the other day and he started screaming bloody murder mm-hmm. and sometimes it's easier to just sneak out without them maybe noticing yeah than it is to make a big show about it but sometimes I notice that too if we're putting him to bed and he's getting upset sometimes we make like I'll leave the room but you kind of like hang in there and like kind of it's okay buddy and it's like just walk out just walk out he'll he'll calm down sure You're making a show out of it sure but how old is jenny okay i know but still <laughs> i'm just saying i know sometimes you gotta just like i get it but that was the first time he was ever leaving Jenny with someone else besides his parents. You think he'd give her a fucking kiss or a hug goodbye? And maybe he did Buddy. that we just didn't see. Don't make assumptions, brother. He's a bad fucking father and she's a oh terrible stepmother. And they should fucking just give the kid to fucking Nikki and be done with it. Don't you fucking <laughs> dare. Heels for the win, dude. No. <laughs> So, Nathan is really upset, obviously, and he starts venting to Peyton about everything that he's dealing with. And he says love sucks. Yeah. He's not happy. It's like love, but it's just a gigantic black painting. (laughs) (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> hey, see? I can go on the memory banks and reference fucking One Tree Hill too, dude. Oh, boy. That was funny. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really upset and really hurting, and Peyton just feels bad for him at this point. Not only that, too, is fucking uh, Nate sees Lucas as well, too, at at Dan's house. Yeah. Nate sees him there. And literally, Nate is almost pinning this entire thing on Lucas now. Yeah. Saying that he would have never met Haley if it wasn't for Lucas and mm. just basically blaming him for everything that's gone on here. He's literally heel turning on his own brother. He's kicking his leg out of his leg and going Owen Hart on his brother Brett. Kicking whatever. Told you I showed you the video before, bro. But yeah, he's he's really upset with Lucas, which understandable in a way, like you're in pain. And when you think about it, yeah, you wouldn't have met your wife if it wasn't for your brother. Yeah. And he's just... That's the thing is you can't go back in the memory banks like this and say, if this fucking thing didn't happen, none of this would have happened. You can say that for pretty much anything. If I looked left instead of looking right, I wouldn't have saw this person that was this important person in my life if i wasn't cruising fucking facebook horny as fuck at fucking two o'clock in the morning on my birthday i probably it wasn't two o'clock in the morning whenever the fuck it was who cares i'm just making a point i could probably find when the time stamp sure whatever okay but me on my birthday horny as fuck oh my god dude looking through fucking facebook Finding Aaron, seeing titties, pressing like, friending. If I didn't do any of that, dude, we would not be doing this podcast right now. I would not be pregnant There are so (laughs) many things in our lives that would have been different if I wasn't horny on a fucking Saturday night on my birthday. Wow. And here we are. You said horny a lot, and I'm just like, this is weird. (laughs) But yeah. So you can you can say that all you want, but any literally every decision almost could affect anything in your life at any time. Yeah. So now Brooke is supposed to have is talking to Whitey and is supposed to have a pure endorsement, and it's like in ten minutes. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh fuck! What do I have to like? How?" What a bitch. What the fuck am I going to do? I'm fucked. And, and you know, Whitey says, I thought Erica was going to give you the paper, like the schedule. And she's not. like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know what's also interesting? Andy. Andy. He's ready to fucking take on Dan Scott, dude. Mm-hmm. He is in it to win it. Like he wants the smoke. He's like... Let Lucas go. I do tend to get what I want. It just happens that way. Seems to happen that way. Interesting. And honestly, this dude is a fucking multi-millionaire, okay? So he probably does get what he wants. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't want to fuck with this guy. I would want to tread lightly around this guy. And obviously, Dan doesn't know this. But this dude's legit, and he can make two calls and end his fucking life, probably. So he best be fucking worried. Because but also, Andy- we know that Dan is Dan. True. And he's pretty fucked. He is. 
I don't know. Principal Turner is endorsing Erica. The fuck? She gets the principal as her peer. It's not even a peer. I know. <laughs> as a peer endorsement. So so Principal Turner cuts this fucking amazing baby face promo about how amazing Erica is. She's not just a student. She's a friend. Okay. <laughs> Who's friends with their principal? Yeah. That's so a weird. little creepy. I mean, maybe if you were the fucking school president for fucking six years or whatever, maybe you would be. It's still creepy. Yeah. A little bit. Brooke still doesn't have someone to speak on her behalf. So she finds the guy that's like running the mics or whatever and the lights. And she's like, I need a favor. Yeah. And she gets a sock and makes a sock puppet. She so when gets it's her turn. Erica, the backstacking, backstabbing sock puppet, has yeah. her appear indoors. <laughs> and everyone's kind of giggling, but. You know, Whitey says, like, you're actually supposed to have someone, like, here to speak for you. And she's like, well, I don't because Erica is a conniving bitch. Yeah, but who steps up to the plate? Which, here's the interesting thing. So, Mouth had told Brooke about her, if everyone has forgotten at this point, about the window. It being him that smashed it. And she said, we can't be friends anymore. So, they've been pretty cold to each other so mouth stands up and says that he'll speak for brooke and he actually says such sweet things at first it sounds like he's he's trying to shade her a bit but then he goes in and says like you know she's my friend she's awesome and everyone starts cheering like that's awesome and even erica is like you know, I don't have friends, like actual friends to say nice things like that for me. That's why I need to have a faculty member speak on my behalf. Yeah, I have no fucking friends. This literally my persona, my fucking personality is being the school president. Mm-hmm. It's who I am. And yeah. you kind of feel bad for her in this moment, too, because you're like, bit. that's a sad life to live, to not really have friends yeah custodian and the principal is my best friend like that's so uh that's so (laughs) especially in high school yeah it's unfortunate it is and in a way it kind of makes you like hope that erica stays president just so that she can have something that's important or maybe she doesn't be president anymore she can actually like spread her wings and do other things and actually make some friends that too right so (laughs) Peyton and Jake are getting ready for bed. And Peyton says, you know, I'm going to sleep in my dad's room tonight. And actually, while you're staying here, I'm going to sleep in there. And Jake's like, why? Why? Like, I can go stay at my parents. And she's like, no, I want you to stay here. But I, I just can't. Such a freeze. I haven't heard that term in ages. Yeah, that's like a middle school phrase, dude. Wow. That's <laughs> she been a, a long She has a time. freeze, though. Yeah. It's been a long time. I love that. It's so great. Yeah, I swear I haven't heard that since like eighth grade. Damn. <laughs> uh, Haley calls Luke at like one in the morning. Yeah. She's just finished her set. Now, again, I can speak from experience is that, yes, when you're on tour, you're busy as fuck. You think about 
You gotta travel to every city. You gotta fucking load in. You gotta get ready. Gotta There's get- a lot of areas too. If you're traveling on a bus across like different states yeah. and stuff, yeah. there's not much for cell service in huh. certain areas. Exactly. So couple that with you know having out me having in. my knowledge for cell service stuff because I work with phones. Anyways, sure. Uh, but you got to load in, you got to set up the fucking show, you got to get merch going, you got to people coming in, you got to do all this shit, right? And you got to fucking play the show, then you have a lot of adrenaline post-show, like I've played shows and have been a part of this and know that post-show, you got a lot of adrenaline going, you had a really good time, I played a great show in front of a bunch of people, and just kind of like letting loose, you meet people, drink, do whatever, smoke, what have you, there's a lot going on, so honestly when I was on tier, it's really hard to find time to even call people or talk to other people that weren't a part of it because you're so entranced you're so into this whole thing and especially for me being a tour manager you literally manage the entire tour so everything's on you right so there's a lot going on and i can even imagine what it would be like for an actual person in the band Mm-hmm. So with as much going on, I can see why it's been a little while since she's contacted anybody because she's so fucking busy. I get it, dude. Mm-hmm. And then finally, she has the time to actually give a quick call, and she's having an amazing time. Which tour is a great time, but it all is also stressful and busy. And Lucas makes a point. She asks, "How's Nathan?" And he's like, "He's fucked up. <laughs> he's missing his wife. Like you just left." And she's like, well, he said that it was over. And he's like, well, that's not how he actually felt. So, like, this was basically you just saying, like, giving up on your marriage once you were given this ultimatum, not knowing the real feelings behind it. And you were just like, okay, well, I'm done. Yep. And left. She literally bowed out of her marriage at this point. Yep. So that's a little hard. Like, and yeah, I understand why Nathan's going through such a hard time with that because to him, like after that whole thing and her just leaving, he's like, she doesn't want to be married to me anymore. Yeah. Feels like it. But honestly, she just wants to follow her dreams. Yeah. And it's not about being with Chris. It's about following her dreams. Yeah. But. And World Tree Hill Federation School President Brock Davis. Oh, my God. <laughs> and new student body school president. Fucking Brookie here. And she gets an office. Okay, what the fuck is this, dude? An office for the school president? It actually looks like a president's office. Yeah. And it's like, (laughs) so, and like Erica's cleaning up her shit out of there and stuff. And it's just like, okay. So in this fucking school with like 13 people in it, we have one entire room dedicated to the student body president. Yeah. Okay, Tree Hill. And it's funny because Erica, Erica's actually trying to help out Brooke a little bit. And she's like, you know, I have a proposal on the desk that's Wi-Fi for the cafeteria. Yeah. 
Brooks like that would actually be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Amazing. Um, they actually had Wi-Fi back in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I just noticed uh, with that announcement of Van New is that Brooke Davis sounds a lot like Brock Lesnar. My client, mm. the reigning, defending, undisputed, student body president, Brooke Davis. Oh, my God. It's perfect, dude. Peyton and Jake finally kiss. About fucking time. But the thing is, is you didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, for the longest time, no. But especially like lately, the writing was on the wall between mm-hmm. these two. Sleeping in the same bed, fucking staying together, playing house with the kid, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's bound to happen. Peyton's favorite thing is when there's one bed and there's another like guy and he's like, oh, I'll just sleep on the floor. Or whatever. Yeah, and she's totally like, her don't thing. be no, stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't, don't sleep on the stupid. floor. Sleep in the bed with me because I want to get fucking my bell rung. Dude, she's only slept with Nathan, Nathan this that's far. Right. I know, right? And she was like a fucking pubic hair away from sleeping with Lucas too, though. <laughs> oh my God, dude. You say the weirdest things. Nathan's at the river court and Karen goes by to check on something with Lucas or whatever. And Nathan confides in Karen yeah, a bit. Yeah, totally spills his fucking guts to her. Just, you know, how heartbroken he is and how he doesn't want it to be over. And he couldn't believe that she went and you know karen says i know Haley, and she's and she also knows what this situation's like too yeah (laughs) it's it's kind of a hard thing and karen's really trying to be there for him especially since his parents like he can't really go to them nope it's an awkward situation with lucas staying with his parents as it is it's just tough then we get a quick hit with Andy making a fucking phone call like I fucking predicted earlier saying Andy's got some sneaky plans. He's got some fucking plans here. Sneaky. What's he got going on here? (laughs) Murder. And finally, sometimes they come back. Peyton made some art for Nathan and it's two hands with wedding rings covering each other with sometimes they come back because the thing is is Peyton's really feeling that right now because Jake, Jake came, came back, back. and me a coke. when when uh, Nathan was talking to Peyton he said you're right they always leave people always leave and she's like no like sometimes they come back in my case and so he picks up the phone and dials Haley's number for the first time since she's been gone and it goes to voicemail. It goes straight to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brother. What'd you rate this one? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Dollar sign 3.16 here on the Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast. Not a bad episode. I liked it. Not the greatest, not the worst. Pretty average, maybe a little bit above average. I'm okay. Some interesting shit going on here. Lots of storylines going in both shows, honestly. It's a lot to unpack here. See where the rest of the season goes. There's a lot of, uh, you know, cliffhanger, 
little loose strings that need to be tied up here, like with fucking Maria Menounos here with Keith. Although, did we even get Keith in this episode? I don't even think we got Keith in this no, episode. No, Keith. And thank the fucking Lord, I would have given it a lower score, but I'm giving it a Stone Cold Steve Austin score, dollar sign three point one six, because no Felix and no Anna. Go take the long walk up the short pier and get off my fucking television forever. Thank you very much. So this next episode, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait for the next episode of Raw, dude. We have to watch it tomorrow. Uh, One Tree Hill. Uh, yeah, sure. Yay. Because, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Good. Although... Yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. Leave it at that, brother. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. At podcast on the TikToks and the Instagram. And you can listen to this very podcast every single 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on all streaming services. Every single 10 a.m.? Every single 10 a.m. on Monday. You Pacific say Standard Monday. Time. <laughs> Every single 10... Oh, you can listen to it at 10 a.m. on any day if you want. All the episodes are streaming on all the streaming services, including... What? Fuck off. Spotify, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Mm, among others. Yeah, dude. It's good shit, dude. I love it. Great. Both shows. Awesome. We're hitting real good. And I can't wait till season three or four of One Tree Hill here because that seems to be the goaded episodes. Those are the best goaded episodes. You mean goaded seasons. Goaded episodes. Because they're part of those seasons. Oh, my God. You're weird. Get over it. <laughs> you're, uh, yeah, you're, you, you are weird. And? How have I stuck with you this long? You know what? It's even more weird <laughs> is that you actually stuck with me because that makes you more weird because you have a choice in this. I'm just naturally and genetically weird. Have you found your ring yet? No. <laughs> so sad. But I'm genetically weird. You choose to be with weirdness. You have a choice. So you're the weird one. Find your ring, bitch. Suck my dick. No. <laughs> Why not? Because. <laughs> then I guess I'll have to bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>